Shabbat Perk Tet Zayin Mishnah Vav. This Mishnah will teach what to do if other people come to put out a fire on Shabbat. Oved Kochavim Sheba Lechavot. If a non-Jew comes to put out a fire in a Jewish house on Shabbat, in Omrim Lo Kabeh. We cannot tell them to put out the fire, extinguish Kabeh, because it is an Isud Rabbanan, it is rabbinically forbidden to tell a non-Jew to do a Melacha for oneself on Shabbat. But we do also do not need to tell them, do not put out the fire. Because the responsibility for the non-Jew doing Melacha on Shabbat, resting from, Shabbat, from Melacha on Shabbat, isn't upon the Jewish person, i.e. the Torah does not require us to stop a non-Jew from doing Melacha on their own on Shabbat, even for a Jew. Okay, now Midr rabbinically speaking, you know, it's generally required to object to a non-Jew doing melacha for a Jew's benefit. However, in this case, we do not apply this because we're assuming that the non-Jews coming here to put out the fire to get some form of reward um, from the from the house owner. So therefore, the putting out the fire in and of itself is for the non-Jews' benefit. So therefore. We do not need to tell them to refrain. Aval katan However, if a Jewish child comes to put out the fire on their own, okay, which is was certainly forbidden for a ch- to tell a child to put out a fire, en shomin law. We cannot. We do not listen to the to the child. We must stop them. alehem, because the responsibility for the child's resting is upon Jewish is upon adults. Okay, the Torah commands that you should not do any work, you, your son, your daughter. This means that a father must stop their young children from doing melacha on their behalf. So we're assuming here that the child volunteers to put out the fire because they know that their parent wants them to do so. So the parent must stop them. Okay, and even other adults, who not necessarily even the father, should stop a child from putting out the fire on Shabbat. Even though it's, the pastor says, you, your son, your daughter, implies that you have the responsibility for your child. But we're saying also, you know, if you see someone else's child... About to put out on Shabbat, tell them to stop. Mishnah Zayin Kofin Ka'ara Al Gabehane Bishvil Shilot Echoz Bakora. We can uh, put a bowl and place it over a lamp so that the flame in the lamp will not catch over onto the beam in the ceiling and set it on fire. Okay? So even though the beam is mukseh, we can put the bowl um, over the flame or can move the bowl in order to protect it. So. So first of all, you've got to make sure that there's enough space under the bowl for the flame to stay alive, to stay to stay aflame. So there's got to be some space in there and some, some air. And also, we're, te- we're being taught here that you can move a permissible item. This bowl is a, is, a, is, is not mukseh, it's a permissible item to use on Shabbat. And you're still able to move it and cover it over um, a flame and move it to protect a mukseh item. It's machalokah in the Gemara, but this is what the Mishnah is telling us. Okay? Va'al so'eh. So Ashel Katan, and we can also place a bowl over chicken excrement, which you know, small to which might, might draw the interest of a small child, so that they do not play with it and get dirty. Even though this excrement is mukseh, we can move the bowl to cover it. And we can also play, place a bowl over a scorpion to trap it, so it does not sting. So even if this thing is not deadly and also painful, so there's no transgression of the of the melacha. Of trapping, since the purpose of the trapping is not to make use of it, but to keep it away. So therefore, trapping it is melachashi in gufa. It is a melacha not needed for its defined purpose. So therefore, it is according to Rabbi Shimon, 
there's no liability for performing such a malacha. Now, Midrabanan, we normally would forbid trapping for even for this purpose to keep it away. However, we're permitting it to prevent pain. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ma'asad ba lifnei Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai ba'arav. So there was a story, Rabbi Yehuda tells us, that when someone trapped a scorpion in an overturned bowl, and he came before Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai in Arav, which is a city in the Galil, Va'amar, and Rabbi Yochanan said, Choshashani lo mechatat. I fear for this person that they are chayav to bring a chatat, because they may have transgressed the Isodaraita, a biblical law, even though the purpose was only to keep the scorpion away. So therefore, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai holds that there is liability. There is a chiyot for performing a malachash in a gufa, a malachan only for the same purpose. Now, only if a scorpion sting would have been deadly, would he, would this person have been allowed to trap it on Shabbat, according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai, because um, he feared, this person, as in Rabbi Yochanan says, Choshoshani, I fear, I'm concerned that the person would be liable to bring a chatat offering. He wasn't sure because he wasn't. He didn't know whether or not the scorpion had a deadly sting or not. If the scorpion had a deadly sting, according to Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, okay, vaday, 100%, you can you can stop it because this is a it's going to be a fatal sting. It's going to kill someone if it if it stings them. So therefore, in the, in the case of saving a life, that overrides even isur daraita. But according to Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, who says that even malachashin surchul gufa is Chayav, he was Choshesh. He was concerned because he didn't know the full scope of the story. In contrast to the Tanakhama, who we said was uh, following Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, who says that even if it doesn't sting, even if it's not deadly, um, a person is not Chayav. Why? Because according, according to the Tanakhama, Rabbi Shimon, as, as presented, uh, presenting the view of Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, Melachashi, Enoch Chayav, have a great day.